Moan, you said you said the Steelers were going to have to prepare for Nick Bosa. And 15 minutes before we get on, Bosa <laughs> signs. And if the 49ers had a version of Ramon Foster at their practice today, he would stand up at the stretch and he would yell out, what? Bosa got paid. <laughs> he definitely <laughs> did. What did he get? Man, Bosa got a $170 million extension with 122 and a half fully guaranteed. That averages out at about um, $34 million a year. That's record everything, right? It is. Uh, for for instance, Aaron Donald got $31.7 million. Defense, defense. Defense, yeah, defense. Quarterback territory here, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, Aaron Aaron Donald got 31 and, uh, 31.7. So here they are telling us, well, of course, market-wise and impact-wise, that Bosa's worth more than what Aaron Donald is, essentially. And that's what the market's going to pay, too. So, whoo, told y'all. Man. Are we ready? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Are we ready? Heck yeah, we yeah, already we, almost I got... just got back from practice. We got all kinds of stuff to talk about today. Two hundred people in here, DK. Let's not play Let's around. Let's go. Let's go. This is the Ramon Foster Show, brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market. He's Ramon in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports in downtown Pittsburgh. I just got back from the Steelers' practice, and I start setting up here. And just like that, everything that I got from over there gets upstaged because Nick Bosa <laughs> signed with the 49ers. But, Moan. Yeah. Tomorrow is Thursday. Yes, sir. The day after that is Friday. Yes, sir. Saturday is either for the 49ers – a walkthrough or a travel day or both. Tell me how he, he hasn't practiced since January. What are we talking about here? Uh, there's a lot, man. Um, I'll, I'll say this one. You're right. I think they are a team historically that leaves two days before. I do think they're going to be a team that leaves on Friday DK. So that's another half a day of practice missing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, this is where I'm also at with this two DK. Uh, this is an out-of-conference game, meaning AFC versus NFC. Mm -hmm. I think he still does have to have the acclimation period of practice. I still do believe he's not willing to go out there and travel. Well, he's going to travel and show up with this team. But if that's my player, DK, if that's my employee, one of my teammates was a coach, one of my players, I'm going to make the decision put him on a pitch count. He's probably going to be circumstantial, situational, and protected for the most part. Him playing, if this offense ushers out and play 72 plays, which is a good thing for us, I see him playing 25-30. That's oh, really? just my guess. Yeah. Oh. It's just kind of what. thought of a snap limit. Yeah, no, you can't think about this. What are we doing the first couple of days of practice, of OTAs, DK? And yeah. mini camp and, and training camp, there's this acclimation period. Where he is right now, he's out there practicing. East Coast time, DK is probably 12 o'clock over there right now, right? As far as that goes. One o'clock in San One Clair, California. One o'clock. Okay. Mm -hmm. With that being said, he may get some practice reps in. I feel, still think he might have to have two days of practice time, uh, whatever the case may be, to get acclimated, but to lean on your body and suggest that he's ready for an entire game. If he's ready for 50 plays, goodness gracious, he's one of the best athletes in the world, DK. The Norseman comes in, a South African in South Korea, 
who says, love that 5 a.m. start time. Good morning to you, my man. That's awesome. <laughs> love that, DK. That's tremendous. Uh, we've got all kinds of just excitement about the show today and everything. Tyler says we're going to need Moan to block Bosa on Sunday. Uh, Moan was an interior guy. Yeah. So one more thing, too, is I'm looking up something that's significant about Nick Bosa is this. Uh, snap count. You can go to certain pages and find that. Uh, his second year was the only year, the, the COVID year, where um, he only played two games. In 2021, played 841 snaps, 78% of the snaps. 2022, he played 74% of the snaps while missing one game, the 17th game or whatever, if I'm not mistaken. 746 snaps on the year, 74%. There is a lot that goes into a guy being acclimated to playing that. That's conditioning, which I will say he will probably be well-conditioned. Is his body hardened for a full 60 minutes? That's the question. Yeah, I just – look, you did this for a living, Moan. Yes. You, you tell me. So I will you, tell you, you just then. waltzed in there for your first practice since January, and you're um, playing in an NFL game. You threw the ball the back Steelers? to me. Yeah, I honestly was wanting you to throw the ball back yeah. to me, DK. There okay. we go. All right, here we go. This is what has to. This is the difference between when I missed. Um, what year was that, DK? 2018. 2018 training camp with the hyperextended knee. What Travis Kelsey has going on right now. I was out for three weeks. Two of those weeks I had to condition myself, get ready. And I actually did start game one in Cleveland, the tie game. You remember that? Mm -hmm. In that scenario right there, coach had one, one, one vice on it, one stop rate on it for me, DK. It was the weather. He said, had it not been rainy, cloudy, and cool, I wouldn't have played because I wasn't ready to start and play that game on the road like that. So, and my position is way different. I had a knee brace on. I knew my limitations as far as how much I was going to be ready to go, uh, what my effort was going to be. It was 100% effort, but there's modes of when you say, give it some gas, give it some break. Give it some gas, let it go idle. The thing about Bosa is this. He has to be a guy that, um, that as a defensive player, that runs to the ball every single play. He has to give 110% effort. Is he? If he goes out there and he is – Let's just use the term half-assed. He's better off not being out there, DK. Danny predicts, as some of our other viewers do, that Bose is about to overextend and have a soft tissue injury. He does play with a really wound motor. He, he'll be over there watching TJ and won't be able to resist going all out because that's that's another variable in this. It is. why head-to-head battles. These guys are very much aware of that, aren't they, Moan? Yes, they are. And and here's the other thing, too. And correct me, DK, if I'm uh, wrong on the years. TJ's hold-in year yes. was also the year that he was sidelined a good bit of the uh, the season. Was he not? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, because I'm getting feel, confused with last yes. year. With the, and, and that was two years ago was when he had his hold-in. Two years ago is when TJ Watt had his hole in. Let me check and see on that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, not 100% quick. sure about that one right there. Two years ago, he got 15. Never mind. He got defensive player of the year. That yeah, year was that was, I was going to say, Ooh. I remember him earning the, yeah, <laughs> earning the money here. Bob Schreiner says, hey, Moan, I don't think it's going to be the case with a pitch count on Nick Bosa. Uh, when you pay for the Lambo, you aren't going to drive it at 45 miles an hour for 20 minutes. 
Are you yeah, willing? But you also aren't going to drive it into a ditch, Bob. That's what I'm also saying. <laughs> there is still a warm up period to what a Lambo and Ferrari is capable of doing. Okay, you don't crank that bad boy up and go 100 miles per hour. There's still oil that has to circulate. The engine block has to heat up a little bit more. Uh, but what he does is this, though, DK. He's, if for anything, a very important decoy for just being out there. The fact that we're speaking about him, the anxiety went up a little bit whenever he signed this contract. Yes, you prepare for him and you say, hey, he may or may not play. Hey, this is a guy that even if he's out there, you have to watch for him. And more than anything, DK, that's what gets this weekend even ramped up a little bit more. It's the fact that he's going to be out there in some capacity. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be a challenge for him. Uh, we have so many good questions and things. I have stuff to share today from the Steelers practice. We're going to do all of that right after this little message, after which we'll have the only segment that matters. That's hey moan, DK. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. And it is time for the only segment that matters. But before we get to that, without any reminders today, because we are exactly this sharp. Yeah. I'm going to let everyone know that at the get-go cafe and market, quality is at the core of every menu. Menu. Every menu <laughs> item. So much for being sharp. <sighs> Three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub-burger, salad, wrap, drink, and hap is crafted for what they uniquely refer to as craveability. Order your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. And we are just absolutely loaded. But before we roll here, remember that you can become a member of this particular program by hitting by typing into your URL, dkps.net slash join. Yeah, yeah. And if you're interested in some of our new merchandise, you can hit dkps.net slash Ramon shop. We're going to be putting those on the screen here for you in a moment. Are we ready for some of the, uh, yeah, some of the Haymones? We got a whole bunch of them here. And here's your merch one. First off. Yeah. Put that one up. We're going to, and here is from toy soldier. TJ came right back in after his holdout. What's the difference? Moan, we got to go over this again. What the difference was. TJ was actually on the practice field. He was field. there. He was there. Bosa hadn't been in that building since January, too, right, DK? That's and also, correct. to co correct ourselves, too, TJ did get defensive player of the year the year he got the contract, too. Yes. So it was last year he had the plague of uh, the groin injury and whatnot. The, the peck, yeah. Yeah, and, it was and, a peck yeah. and, and, and a groin, too. But this is also, too, where we are, DK. I just want to put this one up here because he said it. From our guy, Luke. Luke said it. Uh, Tomlin already said they planned for Bosa, and Tomlin we trust. Yes, I think that was the biggest determining factor of what happened today was the fact that we knew this group would prepare for Bosa. It's a matter of what his pitch count is going to be. DK, I will ask you, though, as a coach, and you've been around and seen this type of stuff a good bit, would you put him out there for 70% of the snaps defensively? Yes. Bosa? Yes, because you know why? Why? I, I will have just spent seven months – listening to his agent and his dad telling me that he's 100% ready. 
and I'll be in a really bad mood over it. Oh, wow. Oh, are you now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go, go get him, champ. Yeah, I hear you, DK. That was, I wasn't expecting that from you, but that actually makes really good sense, man. Deontay comes in with, hey, Moan, I, I see, expect to see a lot of 3-4 base in an effort to stop San Francisco's zone run. But with our defensive line depth, what are the chances that we see Tomlin deploy the 6-2 front? 6-2 is such a hard front to play because you're exposed with too many big dudes on the field. Uh, what do you hope to have is he landing Roberts and Cole Holcomb smash guys up the middle to stop the run. The 3-4 is to hold the guard center and a tackle tight end occupied. Uh, there is a method behind it, and I'm sure you know that too, Deontay, uh, with the idea that you're asking that question. The 3-4 handles itself, and this is also the other thing too. You can't run a 6-2 versus a nickel front that they're going to give you, a sub front, meaning if they put out there George Kittle also, if they put George Kittle out there, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, you can't go 6-2. You just can't. Personnel can't lie. It will force you to go to nickel or dime or to that three-safety dollar look that you'll play out there that's what you do you out athlete those guys that you're trying to play that yes that's that's exactly it i have literally nothing to add to that all of my conversations today incidentally except for one were with defensive players and that is that is very much the mindset we will out dynamic them yes. uh, appreciate the five dollar contribution from deontay appreciate zach costanzo becoming a member if you'd like to join zach and 1100 plus others in supporting this program, go to dkps.net slash join. And if they just joined us, yes, the news is Nick Bosa has just signed for five-year, $170 million contract. They're the most lucrative on the def defensive side of the ball with 122 and a half guaranteed, DK. We knew this, though. Luke asks me, DK, how's Levi Wallace looking? I'm, I'm glad you asked. He's actually the guy that I spent the most time with. So it's almost like we're on a wavelength here, hey. you and I, Luke. Uh, Levi Wallace had himself quietly, which is the way you want things with a corner, an outside corner. Yeah. Uh, a really, really good camp, a really good preseason. And for all the predictions that he was going to be the odd man out, he was going to be this, you know, he was going to be the guy that got thrown out for Joey Porter Jr. Or even when Corey Trice was healthy, guess what? It's still Levi. And he's got a little bit of a chip going there with him on this one. So he's looking good. He's sounding better Yeah, that way. I really like what I heard from him today. No doubt about it, but that's also I'll say this too because it's a lot of guys that's kind of had their um had their their I guess they knocked on their doors a little bit this offseason. DK Levi being one of those dudes, uh, and also Dan Moore being one. I almost feel like we got to say Chooks is one of those dudes that they're walking down the hallway to check in, but every single one of those dudes, DK, have answered that door, looked the opposing person in the eyes, and said, "So what? I'm gonna work. I'm out work you to keep my job." You got to tip your hat to that. Andrew Stafford says that he thinks Dan Moore and Chooksakorafor, depending on which side Bosa lines up on, are going to get some help from Darnell Washington and Connor Hayward. Uh, not sure why you picked Hayward rather than Pat Fryermuth, but you can get help on either side. I don't expect it. I, I don't expect to see significant committed, we're not sending our tight end out on a route type yeah. of help. Yeah. 
I think you can see a chip. Uh, definitely if it's Connor Hayward, because he's not going to do much to slow down Nick Bosa. Uh, you can just distract him. Make him yeah. make yourself somebody that he's got to at least go around to get where it is that he wants to go. And that allows the blocker behind him, whether that's Dan Moore or Chooks, take this from me, Moan. Yeah. That allows them an easier and clearer angle, doesn't it? It does. And I'll be honest with you guys, too. The chips and stuff is awesome that we're talking about it. But a, a quick pro tip to you guys, a lot of tackles don't like them. Oh. Uh, unless I'm getting my bleeped, whooped, you hear me? Unless I can't figure out how to block a guy. I've never heard this. Don't touch my dude. Don't touch him. Let me have them. I've watched film on them. I've heard Alejandro live it about i don't say live it just ticked off about you chipping my guy i've heard gilbert say the same things i've watched chooks say the same things don't chip my dude like one pride sets in a little bit dk right there is an opportunity for you to go prove yourself one-on-one versus this trench monster okay but i don't care about that i care DK, about the results you know why now let me give you the reason why the okay. results is this Anytime a running back or tight end is coming to chip a defensive end or outside linebacker that's rushing on you, you throw their path in which they're kicking to pass that on this guy off. If I'm setting out and you bang that guy more inside, it's less predictable when that's the case, DK. You cloud the coverage of what those guys are supposed to be protecting and what their actual job is. Is there situations where, now, I'm okay with this, delayed releases. By Pat Frymuth, okay, those types of things, DK. But to say that I need you coming out of the backfield chipping this guy, I've seen guys chip dudes into sacks. Ask anybody that, DK. There are some such situations where guys just getting fleeced that you say we got to go help him because we can't operate. Dan Moore's blocked friggin' Miles Garrett. Well, has he not? Who's actually give him give him like fits? There might be oh, yeah. one or two guys. Oh yeah. But let's think about that. So your default mode is, let's see what he can do. 100%, DK. Give me, let me see his spin move. Let me see his dip. Let me see me one-on-one against him. He's not strong enough to run through our guys. So if I can redirect him around the pocket, let him bend all the way around, and I feel good about Kenny stepping up in the pocket, let him, let those dudes eat. Eventually, y'all, these dudes, these tackles, whether it's Broderick Jones, Dan Moore, or Chuk Sikor for have to grow up. And that's all I'm saying. Do you see uh, – did you ever see Jonathan Ogden beg for a chip? And I know no, that's – I did not. That's, that's insanely – yeah. that's ridiculous. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's ridiculous. But that's the questions I have for you, though. Why does it have to be a chip? I trust those dudes mano a mano. Yeah, raging right there for a I, I'm in no position to argue with you on anything related to the offensive line. Uh, I just i I hope that there is a plan B. That's all. Well, you, know? and you can adjust to that, but that shouldn't be the game plan. Because what have we been bragging about all this offseason, DK? Oh my lord, man, these skill guys. Why would I keep one of my skill guys in to slow down the operation of my team? Now, this is where you also beat Bosa, DK. You run the ball against them. You beat them into a pulp. You make him stay on the field and run sets, and when he tapped to go out, that's when we'll go to the passing game. We've seen that happen before, DK. Beat him down. We have uh, we have all kinds of feedback, mostly related uh, to Bosa from, from everybody 
Uh, Randy Wagner says Bose is going to say to himself during and after the Steelers game, why didn't I practice a little more with my team? Well, is he really, though? Is his bank account going to say that? You know, I mean, (laughs) if he doesn't do what he did, if he doesn't push the 49ers to the brink, yeah, then he doesn't have the brinks backing up. Yeah, we're going to question that. you like that. that? Did you see how I did that? I it was that. Brink and then, okay, yeah. And Brinks. I peep what you did. I'm picking up what you're putting down, DK. I yeah. am. By the I, way, I've yeah, go got an interesting little argument today. An argument is a friendly debate with Broderick Jones. Yeah. Uh, one of the, Some other offensive lineman. I actually don't even know who it was. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. But he's looking at my shirt from across the room, and he goes, look, he's wearing Alabama colors. And Broderick goes, those aren't Alabama colors. <laughs> so, do you know Alabama colors? Crimson. It's a little bit more. It's a darker red. And that's what Broderick said. Yeah. And I said, yeah. I think it's darker. You know me in college football. It's like vampires and crosses, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but Broderick goes, yeah, it's darker than that. And I said, yeah, darker, like as if I knew, right? And he goes, yeah, he gives me a fist bump and everything. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> so, no that bama red is a little bit more darker man for those people that are i said this was this was the shirt that was on top in the drawer that's all it was i actually said that to him <laughs> so this is, no, that's good right there i got a good one right here dk let me take this let me let me second. zach costanzo since oh, we have ahead. him on the screen hey moan what do we think about george kittle i don't think he's practiced yet uh either uh, this is where I'm at with the uh, with just how we're going about groin this injuries. You mentioned yesterday, groin injuries. Slow yeah. to heal. It is slow to heal too. This is my thing. If a guy can go, he's gonna go more times than not. But this out of conference game, NFC versus a- AFC, I think decisions have to be made for the extent of the season too. Also, we will get designation on whether these guys are going to play or not play too. If he doesn't practice today. If he doesn't practice tomorrow and we see doubtful on Friday or going into Saturday, he's not going to go. We're past preseason right now when it comes down to, hey, what if, what if, what if? We get real tangible things right now that we can see and expect come Sunday. So the, if it's a growing, tough luck. We might see him next week. Sorry for all you fantasy owners. So. Can I yell at somebody, Moan, before you oh, take your, your question? Thing. Absolutely. All right. And I, I mean this in a loving way, Brandon. Brandon says, hey, Moan and DK, I know this is the Bosa episode, but can we just address the disrespect of the Steelers that ESPN has Uh-oh. us ranked 20th in the blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Do not let these people play you like they are. They put out these rankings and these lists just to get you to talk about them. And ideally, Brandon, when you talk about them, you'll also mention their name. And you do it on a show like this. There's 638 people watching it live. There will be 10,000 people that see it eventually. And guess what? Mission accomplished. They could not care less about ranking these teams, you're talking about a handful of 20-somethings that are sitting there going, how do we get people ticked off? More specifically, how do we get Brandon ticked off? Well, guess what? It worked. Leave them alone. Let them hot takes in silence. Go, Moan, before I start on media stuff again. Yeah. <laughs> I got this next one. DK, breathe. Oh, it just, breathe. People, I don't, it, what they're doing doesn't bother me as much as the people falling for it. Yeah, I'm seeing all the new comments coming. This is awesome, Ryan. Just DK. Being, you're just <sighs> being played. 
This is why you're watching this show to get away from that crap. Tyler Johnson says, hey, Moan, would you rather see Darnell Washington put Bosa on the ground or a Nick Herbig sack on Brock Purdy? Oh, I know where this one's going. That was actually the start. Well, that's actually what I was about to put up was that right there. And we didn't even start that one, DK. Um, This is where I'm at. I, I will say this. If Bosa does play. I expect a heavy load from the, the, the extension of the offensive line. I expect to see Pat Fryermuth and those heavy run sets be on his side to try to double team him. This is where, where Darnell Washington grows up. This is where him and Pat Fryermuth build a, okay, you're the pass catching guy, Pat. I'll be the bruiser guy. Watch me do work. If, if, if Darnell Washington wants to stake his claim as a pro, and to say, yeah, I'm not a fluke on how I blocked in college or what I did in camp. Hell, he went against one of the best rushers in the world in T.J. Watt in camp, right? Him and Alex Highsmith, he's primed for this. And, yes, games are a little bit different. I'm banking on the fact that I hope Matt Canada is in a situation where he said they want to stroll him out there, let me go beat him up. Even if it's a third, DK, I look at this situation this week and I say, even if it's a third and seven. Run the ball if Bosa's in. Why, DK? Because we can go beat him up. Now, that's what I expect, and that's what I hope for this weekend against the San Francisco 49ers. Nick Herbert getting a sack on him, uh, if he does, that's just a bonus, y'all. That's one of the, the six, I think, that I said I expect out of him this year. We have people announcing their locations. We see Mark Lancaster is in from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, I believe that's the second Baton Rouge that we have uh, in with us today. Uh, Christopher says that he's in from Raleigh, North Carolina. He refers to Raleigh as Pittsburgh South. Uh, in the preseason, it is. We got to give him that one. one Pittsburgh. I, I don't accept substitute Pittsburghs. If you guys want to be in Pittsburgh, we have one of those right here. You know, come on back. Come hey, on back. Hey, Kirk, hey, Chris, I'm with you. I'll meet you over there. Yeah, I'm with you. Cole Levin says, hey, Moan, what position group is Mike Tomlin hardest on? Uh, easiest, easy, easiest. Uh, I, I think it's two and they're both the same thing to me. Secondary and offensive line. Oh no, not in practices. Who you got in practice? Refresh oh my, my memory God, a little tight bit. Tight ends, tight ends. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, can't, I, I again, give you that I'm not one. in a position to argue with you. <laughs> I just think that stuff. the expectation of what he expect out of those two groups, one, you're the last safety net if you're the DBs, and then he always, DK, inside of that building, stress. I'm going to forever be on you dudes because y'all the biggest, you got the most numbers, and if y'all are good, the team follows you. He was hard, and I'd expect him to be the same way on that group too, DK. The tight ends is just a little cherry on top, you know? To become a member of this show, go to dkps.net slash join to check out our merchandise related to this show, which involves now, what is it? A t-shirt, a hoodie, t-shirt. Oh, mugs, stickers. Yes. Uh, some of them have the, the Ramon Foster Show logo that you see on the video here. Some of them have just the Hey Moan yeah. uh, megaphone. That's at dkps.net slash Ramon Shop. Justin Work says, Hey, Moan, do you expect Landon Roberts to spy on Christian McCaffrey Sunday? I love the way he hits the gap. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I'd expect Quant if we're talking about spying. Elandon is a bruiser, y'all. If if Christian does have the ball in his hand, 
I will say this. I expect Landon Roberts to fire, <laughs> aim ready fire at all times. I expect him to bruise him up if he does have the ball in his hand. Spying him is going to be the job to me, DK, of a safety or Quan Alexander. Yeah, your coach doesn't, in, in the literal interpretation of the term spying in football, your head coach hasn't done a whole lot of that, has he? Not all, you have your cues and, and, and keys that you're watching from as far as that Even goes. Even Lamar Jackson. Everybody's going to know where he's at. To, to spy somebody means that you can trick the defense too. Like this is a game plan situation, Justin, to where it involves the entire defense to stop those one or two guys, okay? It's just simply that. And, uh, do you spy certain guys in certain places? Yeah, if you have that luxury in certain sets, but you can't devote your entire defense to one or two dudes. And you got to think we're speaking about Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, there's this other animal on the other side, on the same side of the ball, by the name of Debo Samuels. Mm-hmm. Who's going to spy him? You're devoting. Now yeah. we're playing. We're playing catch up at that point. That's that's accurate. Luke Spinola comes in with a 4.99 contribution and asks, "Who's going to be the matchup?" between Pat Fryermuth and the 49ers, and will they take advantage? Uh, I, I can tell you that the matchup hasn't is not going to be established or clear beforehand. Yeah. But what I found fascinating about Fryermuth's preseason <clears throat> is that everything happened for him over the middle. All right? Yeah. Which means you're not going to have a, an individual. There's just so many people over the middle that if that's where you're using 88 – yeah. If that's where you're going at the 49ers to try to soften them up over the middle, there's not going to be a single person who can prevent that. Yeah, absolutely not. And I'll say this too, just the same way the Steelers have a all pro safety. So do, uh, so does the San, uh, San Francisco 49ers. Talanoa Hufanga is a late round all pro. If Pat is going over the middle, that's the safety's territory. I will say this too. Fred Warner is probably DK, you probably the best middle linebacker in the game. His coverage skills are good enough. So uh we have our this is a good matchup. Okay. Oh, it, it is. It's 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 got chess pieces all over the place. Seriously. You know, and that includes in the other direction. That includes the San Francisco offense against the Pittsburgh defense. There's just so much that you could, if you're a football junkie, this is the one that you're sitting at all week. Yeah. Laying out, especially if you've, if you've been paying attention to what's yeah. happened in Pittsburgh and you respect what's happened in Pittsburgh and don't consider them to be some sort of significant underdog Come on. in this game because they are not. Man, and by the way, shout out to Handover Fist. He's handing out memberships right now. Man, if y'all have that open to receive free memberships, Handover Fist is doing it right now. There's a few others that I missed, DK, because you guys are commenting like crazy, and I love it. This is true, too. Devon points out here. And by the way, welcome <laughs> to the show. That's a new uh, that's up, a new Devon? name for us. Yeah. Goody. Yeah, absolutely. I remember when we noticed when somebody comes in, the new uh, it says opponents don't even chip TJ. They just grab him around just the waist, LOL. I didn't know where you were going with that, but it's true. But TJ doesn't get doubled. Yeah. You no. don't see a whole lot of doubling because what is it that coordinators hate more than anything, having to put two people on one job, don't they? 
Yes, that's and that's what I'm telling you as far as us spying Christian McCaffrey or Debo Samuels or trying to chip DK Bosa every single play. It, it, it's not a real way of operating. You really, it's almost like having an eight cylinder eight cylinder engine and only using seven or six. That's essentially what you're doing. It's not enough firepower to do that. Absolutely, Martin, not. Ma- Marvin Wallace makes it in. This is not a new name to the show. <laughs> says, "Hey, Moan, would you say?" that by game six, and I think that's the last one before the bye week, we should know what we have in our team. Uh, more than likely. That's my that's my measuring stick. I usually say the first four games of the season is where most of your stuff is out, so where most of your tendencies are on tape to where teams can kind of pick up on that type of stuff. If we are week seven, bye week, those first six weeks is going to tell us a lot. We should have, by that time, running game. We should understand the OL, the quarterback. Like, is Kenny really real from what we saw in the preseason? All of those things takes into account whenever uh, we're six games in because it's about wins and losses now. You can't and hide week, much. Yeah, week six, for the record, uh, if you're being literal here, is the sixth – they're the seventh game. I'm sorry, the sixth game of the seventh week is against the Rams in Los Angeles. So the bye week is actually week six yeah. following Baltimore. So I'm going to take Marvin's question literally and, and for my own answer here and say, I, I don't believe so. I really don't. I don't believe you're going to know what this team is. And, I, and I'll tell you why. It's actually okay, an optimistic, pre- it's actually an optimistic pre- <laughs> prediction here. I see this team, whether they win games or lose games early on, as continuing to get better. Okay. 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 Because of the relative age on the offensive side, because of the confidence that they've built up. And I see that when they lose games, it'll more likely be because of something that the other team did rather than something that they didn't do. You follow me? Gotcha. So I think the team is going to continue getting better but especially on the offensive side. Okay, that's fair. I, I, I got one right here I think is very unique to our situation, both close and from a distance, DK, it's this one. Because we, talk, we talked about him yesterday a little bit. But Jay Smith, welcome in. I feel like that's our first time seeing him yeah. too, DK. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes, hey, Mo, you having played with Hargraves, Javon Hargraves was a free agent this offseason to the 49ers, and watch Isaac this summer. Is there any fear that Hargraves will get off? I personally am not worried. I will say this. And having gone against Hargraves uh, and having watched his career kind of manifest even more in Philly, he can be a headache. Uh, I would actually have more eyes on Hargraves as opposed to what Bosa's capable of doing because this is why. If Hargraves is able to slip into the backfield, what's the quickest route to the quarterback, DK, on that outside <laughs> edge or up the middle? Yep, up the middle always. And if he's flushing Kenny left or right, that's where our problems lie right that's, there. That's a problem. That's that, a problem. Yep. That triangle. There whether goes be, your script. There goes your everything. He's just getting out of there. That right there. Hargraves <laughs> is the one. But this is also what I will say. This group internally, the center guard, uh, center guard guard, he hasn't played them, essentially. He don't know their ins and outs. I told you, I don't worry about a team knowing a playbook. I worry about a team knowing the tendencies of players. Like if I'm Hargraves, I'm telling this starting guard, hey, if Cam does this, man, this is what he's going to. If I was playing against Cam, hey, watch. First play of the game in the pass rush, he probably going to bull rush you. And then after that, he's going to grab your shoulders and shake you. After that, guess what? He's going to one-arm stab you. Those are my tips that I know I can give to somebody that will help Okay, 
that's what Hargraves is probably doing for the defensive side of the ball. He knows nothing about the offense other than the fact that he could be a game wrecker. Brent says, uh, in reference to my my latest ESPN rants or whatever, you should only read and watch DK Sports. That's not what I'm saying, man. You know that. Uh, what I'm saying is there's reporters. There's people who are actually at these at these events who yeah. do this stuff for a living, okay? Mm-hmm. And they're not just sitting at home thinking of ways to poke and prod you into a reaction. That's all. That's That's got nothing to do with us. That's that I could, I could name five, six outlets that cover the Steelers on a regular basis and don't do anything, you know, toward that. Pete says it's not a show without the, the DK valid rants. Pete, Pete just became a member too, man. As soon as we came on, shout out to you, Pete. Look at this guy uh, getting on that. me too. This Ramon Foster guy <laughs> is that, says that I'm raging. It doesn't even use the rage uh, <laughs> e- emoji there. I was typing too fast, man. I got another good one, DK, man. We're All almost right. rapid fire because it's season, man. How about yeah, this yeah. one? Uh, Raymond Santiago! Was that good? Was that mm-hmm. like soccer-esque right there? Okay. Uh, but <laughs> Raymond <laughs> goes... <laughs> Raymond goes, hey, Mo, why would we run the ball a lot versus such a good 49ers front? Let's attack the pass heavy and run when it's unpredictable or when we need a few yards. Tay, Pickens, and Frymouth can eat. You establish a run because, one, I think it's fair to see what this group up front is made of, DK, right? Is that yes. okay? Yes. If, if we can slow down that rush so that Kenny's comfortable in the pocket, that's what you do. If you are going to, uh, you know – formulate a game plan, Matt Canada, that you want to throw the ball down the field, that's really setting yourself up to kind of get teed off a little bit, get behind the chains a little bit, DK. Unless, unless DK, Raymond is asking for the quick screen that Mm -hmm. everybody was mad about from Matt Canada last year. Because think about it, you got to have time for this, right, DK? For you to set up the passing game. That's why I say you still, no matter what, go beat them up as much as you can. Robert's predicting six sacks. Uh, I do, I do feel very, very good about this pass rush in general, and not just TJ and Alex Highsmith. I, you're going to see Marcus Golden get a significant number of snaps, and, and you are going to see Nick Herbig. By the way, Moan, on the depth chart and the alignments, Golden is listed as the left guy, yeah, and Herbig is listed as the right guy. Now that doesn't mean that you have to no. do it that way. No. No, you know what I, I mean? That's but just for formalities. It, it's it's for it's for filling out the depth chart. Uh, e Fog comes in and says, "Cooking show, guys." Oh wait, no, hang on. <laughs> I, I had the 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 emphasis totally on the wrong syllable. There is it's cooking show, guys. See, <laughs> love his squad. Stay local. Love it. And fast this on the wrong syllable. I'm checking if you're paying attention over there, Foster. Hey, I'm not sure. I love this squad. Cooking, cooking show, guys. What is this supposed to mean, DK? The show is cooking. It's happening. It's, it's oh, oh, okay. We're yeah. cooking. Oh, like, like uh, let Man, Russ cook. Four dollars and ninety nine cents to to totally throw. <laughs> Into the river here. Well, look, I thought he was uh I thought he was in there making a the ragu for his spaghetti tonight, DK. I didn't know what cooking was right there. Okay, that's fair. Uh I got one right here, and I think it's pretty solid from Tyler. All okay. right. Go Tyler ahead. goes, uh, hey Mo, is Jalen Warren a better matchup for this game? 
question mark, considering it is better to run outside against a 4-3 defense. Again, I think either one of them is a good matchup for this team. Or this Anthony team, McFarland. Or McFarland. Or, or like you mentioned, the sweeps and the all that other stuff. Get Calvin Austin involved. The beauty of having those two guys, Jalen Warren and Najee Harris, is this. You have a Thunder, Najee, and you have a Lightning and Jalen. And also a Lightning and Anthony McFarland, too, DK. If they do decide to toss that and crack back on Bosa to get the ball to the outside edge, beautiful. This group up front is athletic enough, DK, to get to the linebackers. I trust those dudes. Super annoying 49ers fan has been trolling these comments today and says, y'all scared of Bosa, LOL. Y'all lost, my man. This is a Steelers show. If this is all you got to do, then y'all really lost in life. He's here. He's here with us right now, DK. I'm just saying. (laughs) That's Yeah. (laughs) We're not banging on other people's doors. You came here. You're the one that's worried about something. Hey, y'all boot his man up out of here, man. Absolutely. You know what? Keep him in here, man. Let him enjoy real. Oh, no, nobody's booting anything here. Yeah, he's not no. hurting. Any. People are just laughing at him. Yeah. And what's crazy, we've been here all week, DK, and as soon as Bosa signs, they show up. Oh. Oh, no. DK, check me out. Crying <laughs> moan emoji. Ryan Lytle says, hey, moan, with the depth of the Steelers roster, how short of a leash would you have? with you with players who struggle on either side of the ball you're not going short leash in an opener are you no heck no, no man no. uh no you too don't do that went into this. way too many weeks man uh I, I don't i don't think it's fair to have a short um short leash with guys just simply because i had somebody earlier on my uh, morning show say this week one is the biggest lie of the season you don't know what anybody's gonna do you don't know if a team is 0-1 to start the season. Will they also win 16 straight? You don't know if a team can win one game, i.e. like the Houston Texans, I think last year, uh, and end up losing. No, the, uh, the New Orleans Saints won the first game, and I think they was below 500. Yep, the yep. Week one is the biggest liar of all football. So, no, you let guys figure it out. That's what, the, that's what being a pro is all about, too. No, yeah. I, I don't see that. You bench uh, Joe Burrow after that first half in the opener last year? Dude, I saw say that again. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, there's one, this allows me, Ryan's question allows me to bring up a point that I really want to make today based on some of the conversations that I had in the locker room today. Yeah. And that's this don't get too caught up in who's a starter and who isn't on this 2023 edition with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Ask, ask yourself, just as an example, name this team's cornerbacks. C-O-R-N, cornerbacks, okay? Name them. You're talking about Patrick Peterson, Levi Wallace, Joey Porter Jr., Chandon Sullivan, uh, who just came here, Desmond King. Desmond King. I talked to all five of these guys today. Yeah. Okay? And that's what I'm going to be writing about later for, for DK Pittsburgh Sports. But you have five of them. Boom, they're going to be going in and out all the time. Yeah, they are. Larry Okunjobi is still kind of, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. in terms of availability. Larry doesn't need to get benched. He's not going to get benched. But you're just going to see a lot of in and out. You're going to yeah. see a bunch of that. Heck, you're going to see the best defensive player in the world going in and out. You know why I'm smiling right now, DK? Because I called him that while the other guy is no. going to be on the same no, field? No, okay. it's, it's this. The fact that we've uh, expressed and explained this, we had none of these conversations in the preseason. No, 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 no. 
No, the, the, the preseason, you're right. The preseason, the training camp, and those exhibitions yeah. beyond the first quarter yeah. made all of this possible. Why do you think your head coach is walking around like this? Yeah. You know, like the Joker just hit him with Smilex. Well, he's he's really stoked about this. About this team, because all preseason, we've all have been so excited. But as soon as week one show up, DK, we get tight. We get tight, CK. <laughs> oh, Why? getting benched and all yeah, that. Yeah, we know. Like, again, I know it's the season, but let's let's understand that win, lose, a draw this week because we've had a draw. I was a part of a draw. This team is gradually building, though, too. I, I will say this. I'm picking us to win. There's my Friday lead right there, DK. I got us winning. I, I have the Steelers playing very, very well. That's where I am right now. I'm not into outcomes at this time. Okay. I, I want to see, and I know this is going to sound lame. Everybody wants to hear a score and everything else. I, I know how that goes. That's, you know, you've got your <laughs> hot takes people to give you those. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm learning everything that I can about this football team. I'm working to learn even more. And everything that I find out tells me that they are process oriented. They continue to have an aim of being a long-term really good football team that gets better week after week after week. Yeah. Want to know something? That's how you end up playing in February, isn't it? It is. it is. It's not about the rapid takeoff. It is about the steady inclination. Do you understand me? You have to be steady ascending in this league. And yeah, you might drop a game or two. And yeah, you may be in a situation where you lose a guy or two, right, DK? But again, you're building a team. Yes. Okay. Individually and collectively, everybody has to keep getting better. That's my favorite thing so far about this team. Yep. Yep. And I, again, I know that sounds like hokey, this and that, and you know, oh really? You're not like saying you're going to tell us is we're going to take it one game at a time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's it, what there really is to be excited. Joey yes. Porter Jr. is not going to start Sunday. Roderick Jones is not going to start Sunday. Nick Herbig is not going to start Sunday. Do you see where I'm going here, Moan? Yes, DK. Those guys are fine, and you have amazing depth right now, DK. Jonah John says, thanks for the great content every day, and comes in with a 4999 contribution in addition to everything else what i also appreciate about jonah is that that's not a name that i recognize here speaking of uh Man, yeah, new members jeez jonah that Whoa. is um yeah that's that's some pretty humbling stuff <laughs> it is you uh, kind of got us dumbfounded right now. we appreciate everybody who who watches and listens to this show uh, we especially appreciate the crazy numbers that are starting to come in now. There's 720 people watching live as yeah. I'm speaking. And we fully expect that this team, don't we, Moan? I don't want to speak for you, that this team is going to continue getting better. Yeah. And this is going to be one hell of a fun season. It should be, DK. It, it absolutely should be, man, considering all things. and um, But this is the biggest thing. The last two days we hadn't talked about one particular guy, and that's uh, Kenny Pickett. What Kenny does in this game, in this season, and how he goes about his business becoming a better pro uh, will determine a good bit too, DK. But I, I hate to keep talking about the, the boys up front as far as the O-line and D-line. He's going to have to be carried by them. Um, watching this team get DK 
um, all three and outs for the first team that was out there. I mean, legitimately, that don't happen in real life. If that is a sign of what we're supposed to be as a team, and it was in small doses, and I would say this too, the method in which they operated, DK, okay, like everybody to a man was relentless in their pursuit. For the people that always say he don't coach his guys up, they're not prepared, what you saw this preseason was a bunch of prepared dudes that understand their tasks, that also understood that a lot of people have written them off. And I spoke about the national side for a second, and that don't matter. But I'll say this as a player, you understand what's going on around you. You understand that there's a lot of quarterbacks on the AFC side of of, of the National Football League right now. Mm -hmm. We can name that. And what did this team do, DK? They stacked up. They went and got bodies. They got depth. They said if there's somebody that can help us win and compete, we're going to go get them. I would have never thought we'd have had a Landon Robbins and Quan Alexander on this team with Keon O'Neill and Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson, I was about to throw in. Yeah. Come on. You know, Marcus I'm, Golden. Marcus Golden. And then on top of that, we as Stiller Nation is having a conversation. Do we want Jalen Warren or Najee Harris? You know what I'm saying, DK? Like mm-hmm. you have the you, you have some efficiency. And what this offseason looked like, this preseason looked like, you have an outlook of what it could be. Now, it is regular season. And it does, or a lot of it is determined about the show on the shoulder of the quarterback. And that's all I kind of want to see in game one. I've got a Peterson story for you after oh, we sign off. Run it, DK. I can't wait to, man. You talking yeah. about after we log off when some people think we're gone? <laughs> Pixar is who we are. <laughs> <laughs> We don't have to tell them everything. <laughs> no doubt, man. Bye. See you. So Pat Pete knows we do a show together, right? Okay. And Pat Pete goes, uh, I told him that, you know, we mentioned him the other day. I said, I said, Moan wanted to know, when did you use the blend remark? Was that yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I told him about the blend remark. I said, so Moan's asking me on this show. This was today. Okay. So Moan's asking me on this show as to whether or not the guys have blended in. And I told him, I didn't even know what, what, I didn't know what you were talking about, right? But I wanted to be sure. So I remember I clarified yeah, it. Yeah, you, you did. You what are did. you talking about blend, whatever? And, and he kind of makes the same face. And I said, well, you... And Marcus Golden, he goes, oh, I know where you're going. And he points to two other vets in the room, whatever, and he goes, the answer is yes. We are Steelers. We are Pittsburgh Steelers. I loved it. Couldn't wait to share that with you, actually. Ah, super cool. I thought that was actually really, really cool. That's super cool to hear. In other words, you're not going to have some (laughs) Legarrette Blunt situation uh, or who was the edge rusher that ended up? Uh, Melvin Ingram. I, Melvin Ingram. You're not going to have any of that this year. You're just not. The The room is assembled. Yeah. Uh, and it is tight, and there are not problems. And if there are potential problems, there are remedies in place preemptively for them. And I'm yeah. thinking of, like, George Pickens and maybe his, his occasional bouts with immaturity. That's Allen Robinson's right next to him. <laughs> He's right next to him, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and look at those situations those dudes are coming from, though, too. Pat mm-hmm. Peterson was on the 13-4 and four team last year. You understand what it takes, you know? Mm-hmm. Like like watching Allen Robinson come in and, re, you know, rebuild his career is kind of what he's looking for. Uh, and just all in all, Quan, 
He's been on three, four different teams as of late, man, trying to find his stick. And then, of course, Desmond King, too. Like, DK, and even – and this is also another part of it that is a bonus bonus for Calvin Austin the third, DK. Mm-hmm. You got an all-pro special teamer inside of your room. Can you imagine the expertise he can lend to Calvin Austin in the return game? You got to have open ears for it, too, and Calvin does. And that's the other thing that's been impressive is that the younger players on the team, and I'm going to really, really circle Broderick Jones on this front, uh, has been just the consummate rookie pro, if that makes sense. Okay? He He has known his place without conceding his place. Yeah. Um, he's standing, he's at the next stall with Dan Moore. Love okay? it. Okay. And you know, I, I went up to Dan Moore and was joking with him today because he had these pants on. It's a hundred <laughs> degrees out there. He's the only guy out of 53 who's out there with long pants. And I, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm from Texas. You know, it's not, <laughs> this is, this is nothing. And, but when people are asking Dan Moore serious questions about Nick Bosa and everything else here. Broderick's just sitting there taking it all in. He's not saying, I wish that was me or whatever else. I'm just going to continue being the best version of me. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot that happened this offseason. Your Isaac Silmalo was in the Super Bowl last year. Dan Moore was the consummate, unselfish pro. Uh, Number one, by the way, on the list. Yeah. Number one out of the 53. If you were sitting here ranking who had the most professional training camp, it was Dan Moore Jr. Yeah, for sure. Oh, man, I love the 49ers fans coming here. There's another late comment that came in to DK. Yeah. I love it. We do yeah. our own scouting here, man. We already know about Brandon Ayuk. We're good. 1,179 members. We're almost at 1,200. The way you can become one is to go to dkps.net slash join. If you want to get merchandise, get it while it's hot, as they say, meaning hot, like 100 degrees outside today, uh, at dkps.net slash Ramon shop. And I'd be remiss if I didn't put up Jonah John one more time, as well as everyone who contributed, uh, not just just these contributions, not just the the ones that come along the way, but also the many gift memberships uh, that came, uh, and some of which... Do you say one more time, Ryan? And two Ryans and a Darren. Two, uh, yeah, and also Hanover through. Fist too. Hanover wow. Fist also yeah. has that too. That's that's correct. All are appreciated. It's not yeah. a race. It's not a competition or whatever. Here, everyone appreciates the show. Ryan Lytle, I see your comment too. <laughs> you goofball, DK. I gotta run, man. This is awesome, man. Hey, y'all, Tomorrow, be everybody. Good. Coordinator Thursday. Oh, hey, we never got a hump day out of you. Hump day. There it is. My voice is cracking like I'm hitting puberty or something. (laughs) Bye-bye, guys. See you, good people.